Well, we're starting a new series. We're actually finishing up a series that we've been doing for about four years as a church. So there's great uh, joy and celebration of, about that. Just as I start, though, can you tell me what the memory verse is? Excellent. Uh, I love how confident you were when we finished off learning that and how tentative you were as we started. Uh, Here is the full text for that um, verse. So this is from the Nazareth Sermon. So the sermon, one of the first sermons Jesus gave in his hometown, declaring what he had come to do. Let me read it to you. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. Then he rolled up the scroll, gave it back to the attendant and sat down. The eyes of everyone in the synagogue were fastened upon him and he began by saying to them, Today, that scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. The, the Spirit of Jesus brings good news and freedom and sight and favour. Here today, right now, that promise is fulfilled. Um, some of you this morning need to know that. That as you start this year, right in this moment, whatever is going on, Jesus has been anointed with power to bring goodness blessing, wisdom, release, and life to you. This promise is for you and for your children. In fact, this purpose to bring this life into the world was why Jesus came. The entire project of God is to bring this world, to bring you back into the fullness of life that comes from knowing God. If you read the rest of Luke chapter 4, which we're not going to do this morning because our passage this morning is a different one, but if you read that, and I encourage you to do it, you'll find that right throughout that chapter, Jesus intentionally sets his mind and his life on this task. Um, He resists every other temptation, every other uh, influence that tries to get him to do something else. He dedicates himself to this purpose, to bring in good news to the poor and announcing the year of the Lord's favour. As we work, walk through Luke over this term, I'd love you to remember this verse. Remember that this proclaiming of the year of the Lord's favour, this is what Jesus came to do. And we get the privilege of learning and walking through that over the next little while. This is what Jesus does. The question that we're looking at this morning, though, is what are you going to do? Jesus offers that invitation of the year of the Lord's favour, but for us, there is a choice. God turns his face towards us. The question is, are you going to turn your face towards him? You see, uh, 
this choice is a real choice. I was thinking about doing a theology lesson this morning about free will and choice. I'm not going to do it. But what I am going to say is Jesus has given us a choice. He spoke about it as a real choice, that as human beings, we have the freedom, uh, unimpinged, to choose how we will respond to God. Each of us will make this choice. This is the choice before every single one of us. Will we respond to our Creator or will we reject Him? It's not just a choice that you make once. It's very significant the first time you make it because you go from having not uh, walked in God's favour to walking in God's favour. But after that, every day, it is still a choice that you make. Will I respond to God? Will I live in His favour? Jesus came to proclaim the good news, but we have a choice to respond, which is what our passage is about this morning. Let me read it to you. Why do you call to me, Lord, Lord, and don't do what I say? As for everyone who comes to me, hears my words and puts them into practice, I'll show you what they're like. They're like a man building a house who dug down deep and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood came, the torrent struck the house but could not shake it because it was well built. But the one who hears my words and doesn't put them into practice is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. The moment the torrent struck, it collapsed and its destruction was complete. Uh, you're here this morning. You may not fully um, consciously be aware of this, but you are here this morning because at some level you have made a choice. Uh, I'm not sure what level that choice is for you, but at some level you've made a choice to respond to Jesus. Maybe you haven't made that decision to trust him yet. Maybe you're just listening and finding out more and uh, wanting to get things straight in your head before you make a decision to throw yourself in with Jesus. If so, so good to have you here. You're in the right spot. We um, love to share with you the good news, help you understand it, so that you can be sure on the choice that you're making. Um, one of the things I'd say to you too, if that's where you're at, I don't believe it's an accident that you're here this morning. I believe the Spirit of God has led you here this morning and um, we would love to be a part of what He's doing and help you make the choice. The one thing I would say to you is uh, you can't listen forever. Jesus says, whoever hears these words of mine and puts them in practice is like a wise man who built his house on a rock. There is a point at which you have to stop listening and start doing and putting into practice. Maybe, um, maybe you're here this morning and you've made that choice to follow Jesus, but it's a relatively new choice. It's something that you're just starting out on. If that's you, I'd really encourage you to dig deep and lay a good foundation. Really get to know who Jesus is. He has um, called us to live with him, and uh, we have this amazing privilege through the word of God, through the church, other Christians, of being able to understand what it means 
to be a wholehearted follower of Jesus. So um, stick with it. If you're just starting out, stick with it. Give it your full attention. Um, have you ever been on the phone and someone has given you their phone number? Yeah. There's two ways you can take that phone number. Often what happens to me is someone gives me their phone number who has rung up and I have no intention of calling them back. What do, I, what do you do in that situation? You get like, yep, 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 and you hang up. <laughs> now, um, it's been a while since um, people phone people. <laughs> I've already got your phone number, Kerry, because <laughs> when it's someone you care about and they're giving your phone, them, if they're giving you their phone number, what do you do? You grab a piece of paper and you give attention to every single number that they say. You write it down and then at the end, you go back and you say, is it this? You want to make sure. <coughs> Devastating. Um, I'm old enough in high school when someone that you like gives you their number and you get a digit wrong. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I knew someone was good. I knew someone was going to suggest that and I should have known it would have been you, Becky. <laughs> when you're paying attention to Jesus, pay the second kind of attention. Listen. Give it your full attention. Go over it and make sure you've got it. If you're just starting out, um, there are so many people here who would love to encourage you and share with you and help you get your head around how to follow Jesus well. Uh, we've got the year sixes and sevens in with us this morning. Are they still paying attention? Maybe. Um, we're starting up something new for our year sixes and sevens, um, trying to um, help them make that transition from being kids to being adults, young adults. So... Um, what we're wanting to do is really help you to know how to follow Jesus well. Um, we're looking for leaders to help us with that. Madison's going to share about that. But um, you, uh, year sixes and sevens, you're at a great time of life to learn about how to follow Jesus well and to build a good foundation that will hold for the rest of your life. So we're really excited about that. Madison's going to share about it a bit later. All right. I'm thinking that there's a large number of you in this room too who have made a choice to follow Jesus, who have built that foundation and have been following Jesus for a while. I'm not going to look at anyone in particular. The temptation for you, and I'm probably in this camp as well, the temptation is to settle, to kind of... Um, have this attitude that you've followed Jesus for a while and you start to think, I've probably got enough Jesus. I am content. I'm happy. I'm not sure I want to go scone overboard and keep that passion that I had as a young person. Does anyone else know that feeling? It can be expressed in a few things. It can be expressed in weariness or stubbornness, or laziness, or cynicism, 
or avoidance or distraction? Do you know that space that I'm talking about now? Um, If you follow Jesus for any length of time, you will find yourselves in one of those spaces. That's a promise that Jesus gave to us, actually. That coming to maturity is not just a simple act of listening and then everything goes well. It's actually about wrestling with some of those spaces. Do you know that space that I'm talking about? Actually, let's be real for a minute. Do you know that space? I hope you do. Because if you don't, you're going to miss the favour of Jesus. Because let me remind you of the memory verse. It is good news for the poor. It is light to those who are blind. It is freedom to those who are captive to something. Unless we're willing to admit and acknowledge that we are not yet the people that God intended us to be, unless we recognise that we still fall short of that life that is in Jesus Christ, that we have a lack, we'll miss the gift of thriving spiritual life that Jesus is inviting us into. Humility and thankfulness are the keys to the kingdom of God. How do you find the life that Jesus brings, the favour and the blessing that he brings, you recognise that God isn't done with you yet. You day by day listen to Jesus and turn your face towards him. And day by day, step by step, you do what he says. You follow him. That's it. Like after, I don't even know how many years I've been a pastor now. I'm I'm really getting old. Like, it's like 25 years, I think, of being a pastor. That's the wisdom that I've got to be a follower of Jesus. You listen to him and you do what he says. It's as simple as that. That is what Jesus challenges you to this morning, to choose him again. Today, right now, there is a choice. And there's only two options in that choice. Let me share with you another story of Jesus. He said, suppose one of you wants to build a tower. I'm not sure who wants to build a tower here, but just, just suppose one of you wants to build a tower. <laughs> Dan. You, won't you first sit down and estimate the cost to see if you have enough money to complete it? For if you lay the foundation and you're not able to finish it, Everyone who sees it will ridicule you, saying, this person began and wasn't able to finish. You can't half choose to follow Jesus. In the words of Yoda, do or do not, there is no try. That one's for you, Judah. Um, (laughs) I didn't hear that. I'm probably glad. Um, for those of you who are less Star Wars nerds, I've actually got an image for you to help you to see what building half a tower looks like. So this is, uh, this is the world-famous Tower of Pizza. Um, it's one of the wonders of the world, but it is famous for being half-assed and in danger of falling over at any moment. 
it is a ridiculous thing that this is a famous tower. Imagine being the guys who built the Tower of Pisa and you're walking around Pisa. What are people saying about you? <laughs> um, the people who built the Tower of Pisa spent way too much time on the decoration and way too little time on the foundation. Don't let your life be like that. If you've started to follow Jesus, and I truly hope you have, don't give up. Don't build half a tower with half a foundation. Follow him with all your heart. Whatever stage of life you're at, whatever time, whatever's going on, follow him with all your heart because he is good, he is generous, and with him is peace and life and eternal blessing. That is true. It takes effort to follow Jesus. That's the thing that you learn when you go through those places, that it takes effort. There'll be times when we feel spent or discouraged, and probably many of us, as we come out of the year that has been, are in that space. That's why it's so important to keep your spiritual hunger. Keep that deep desire for the way of God and the blessing of God. I think I've been trying to put my finger on what it is that causes us to be discouraged. And this is what I think part of it is about. It's this misconception that we can develop that um, it's probably a fear or a worry that Jesus is an unkind taskmaster, that he is um, someone who will ask more and more and more until we break. Usually that's just our insecurities or our perfectionism or our anxieties creeping in. But it's a really uh, real thing that we often feel like that. My encouragement to you is don't believe the lie. Following Jesus is worth it. You can do it. He is kind and he is faithful with him is life. He blesses and he is generous. It takes effort. Anything worth doing does. But if you stick with it, if you follow him, and if you keep your hunger for him, you will receive a hundred times what you put in. He is good and generous and blesses us. Remember that. You can trust him and follow him because he treats us in accordance with his great love. Kids are coming back in. It's awesome to have you here. Um, kids, is it okay if I read a couple of Bible passages just to finish up? Awesome. They seem pretty happy. I want to read you a promise that um, comes from the book of Leviticus. It's this. If you follow my, de- my decrees and are careful to obey my commands, I will send you rain in its season, and the ground will yield its crops and trees their fruit. Your threshing will continue until grape harvest and the grape harvest will continue until planting and you will eat all the food you want and live in safety in your land. I'll grant you peace in the land and you will lie down and no one will make you afraid. I'll look on you with favour and make you fruitful and increase your numbers and I'll keep my covenant with you. You will still be eating last year's harvest 
when you will have to move it out and make room for the new. I'll put my dwelling place among you, and I will not abhor you. I will walk among you and be your God, and you will be my people. I am the Lord, your God, who brought you out of Egypt so that you would no longer be slaves. I broke the bars of the yoke and enabled you to walk with heads held high. That is the promise of God for those who follow him. Today you have a choice. Jesus invites us into life and his invitation is, come, follow me. We get to decide whether we will. The great news that I want to remind you of this morning, though, is no matter who you are or no matter where you are or how long you have been stuck, today you can start to follow Jesus again. How? Draw near to him, listen to him, and put his teaching into practice. It's as simple as that. Uh, There are some great things we're running this term that help us to do that. Um, Small group... Oh, there's a reading plan. Uh, Just to read through Luke over the term, Kylie's put these together. There's one for families, so that you can read through with your kids the Gospel of Luke. There's one for adults. They are out on the table out there. Love you to grab one of them. And this term, to listen to God's word and his promises and do that as a family. This blessing is for you and for your children. Um, Small group leaders are meeting next week, um, next Sunday, to work out how to include everyone in a, a small group. Small groups are amazing places to encourage one another and uh, remind each other how to follow Jesus well and sp- spur each other on. Uh, in just a minute, we're going to share in communion. And this is an act of choice. In communion, we draw near to God as Jesus Christ has drawn near to us and given his life for us, we can receive that. So um, God's promise is draw near to me and I will draw near to you. So I'd love you to um, come to communion with that spirit of recognizing that Lord Jesus, I choose to follow you today and draw near to you. As we lead into that, let me pray. And I'm going to pray by um, uh, praying some words from Psalm 139. So let's pray together. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your goodness and your grace. We confess to you that we have anxious ways, that we are tempted to shy away from you or grow weary. Lord, that sometimes we doubt your goodness. Thank you for this reminder this morning that you are good, that you are faithful, that you bless abundantly, and so we commit ourselves to you. Whatever we've been holding back, Lord God, we bring to you and ask that you would have your way. In Jesus' name, amen.